welcome back to a new episode of the I Don't Care, I Love It podcast. I'm your host, Haley. Thank you guys so much for being here on this podcast. We pretty much just talk about mm, whatever I want, (laughs) whatever I'm in the mood for. It's super fun. It's super therapeutic. I've told everyone in my life to start a podcast because I am just loving it. It's so much fun. So today's podcast episode has been in the works for a while. I've been wanting to do this episode before I even ever had a podcast. It was one of the first things I wanted to talk about. We are talking about humans of the dog park. So to set the stage a little bit, my husband and I, we have a dog. Her name is Peach. She's almost four and she is literally our life. We are so obsessed with her. We do everything for her. We used to drive an hour to downtown Houston to take these dog classes. She is a certified canine good citizen. Obviously, she's a golden doodle (laughs) because golden doodle parents are high maintenance. So anyways, we have this dog. She's our life. And we go to the dog park every single Saturday. We rarely miss a week. We've rarely missed a week since we got her, since four years ago. Sometimes we go twice a week. We love the dog park, okay? And in our four years of weekly dog visits, we've learned a lot about the culture and the community of obsessive, (laughs) over-into-it dog parents like us. And we've learned we are very mild on the scale, (laughs) And we watched this show. It's called Kim's Convenience. I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, but basically it's just a family who owns a convenience store in Canada. And it's kind of one of those stupid shows where there's not really a plot. It's just like a different story, a different funny situation every time. We think it's super entertaining and we love watching it. Every time we go to the dog park, we feel like we're watching a new episode of Humans of the Dog Park. And we talk about this all the time. We'd love to make a show called Humans of the Dog Park and have new episodes about the crazy and hilarious social human interactions that go on at the dog park. It is such a niche, funny type of people. (laughs) And so this week, I am giving you an insight into the show Humans of the Dog Park. (laughs) For those of you who don't have a golden doodle and aren't high maintenance obsessive dog parents, which I'm sure most people have better things to do with their lives, I am giving you an insight into our world of the dog park, the associated food chain, the people that go along with it. So to set the stage, I want to introduce you guys to dog park etiquette, okay? Even if you're not a dog owner, this will help you understand the background of the humans and the different stories and characters we have going on. I'll take you back to 2019. We get our puppy. We drive an hour to downtown Houston to this prestigious dog class that I've been on the waiting list to get into. And they drill us on dog park etiquette. This is something I had no idea was a thing. I thought dogs were just dogs. And you show up at the dog park and it's like the best day of their life and they get to play with the other dogs and you get a gold star for being a good dog parent. This training class told us that there is etiquette and there are rules and it's very easy to tell, how do I say this, like devoted (laughs) dog parents versus people who just got a dog and go on with their life. By the way, one's not better than the other. There's just kind of two different ways to do it. So the first rule of the dog park is you have to helicopter parent your dog. You need to always have eyes on them. You need to just be watching what they're doing. You need to make sure they're not humping anybody. They're not being aggressive. You need to make sure you catch it when they poop so you can pick it up. 
You can't just go to the dog park, sit on the bench, sit on your phone and not watch your dog. You need to helicopter parent your dog, even if they're the goodest girl or goodest boy in the world. Rule number two is pick up your poop, your dog's poop. Obviously, you'd be surprised how many people don't do that. So that is just plain etiquette. Rule number three, you have to make sure your dog can handle it before you go. You need to properly socialize your dog and build up to the dog park. You can't just show up at the dog park and hope that they'll be able to handle it. There's a pecking order. There's a food chain. There's a lot going on socially for the dogs and you need to make sure that they can handle it. Number four, dogs always need to have their shots, their rabies vaccine. They need to be up to date and dewormed and everything so they're not passing on diseases to the other dogs, of course. Number five, you need to know how to greet other dogs. A lot of people don't know how to greet a dog. Not all dogs like to just run up to you and lick you all over and love the human greeting. Some dogs are there for the humans more than the dogs. That's our dog. She just goes from human to human. But some dogs are really uncomfortable and standoffish with humans. So you need to know to stand there with your palms open, let them sniff you. Then they will give you the body language okay that you can pet them. And then the last rule is you just got to let dogs be dogs, okay? You just, you need to know the signs of aggression and submissive play, but otherwise you just need to let them play and not impose all of these rules on them. Now that you understand the rules and what's expected of everybody, everybody should know the dog park etiquette. Let's get into the characters of humans of the dog park. So in our four years of going to dog parks, we've been to quite a few different dog parks. Doesn't matter where you go. It's always the same. There's always the same types of humans. And it's so interesting because the dogs are so reflected in the humans and vice versa. It's so perfect to know who brings what dog. <laughs> it just fits them so well every single time. Our first category of, of humans of the dog park is the dog park is my life guy. Okay. Or we have some gals too. They are the highest on this human food chain. So our guy... Brad at the dog park that we go to by our house. He comes to the dog park every single Saturday at 11:30. That's the time he shows up. He brings, I'm not exaggerating, a minimum of 6 dogs every time. He has this golden retriever who's like 100 years old and super fat. He has this little tiny mutt that's named Murph or Murphy, and then he brings a bunch of his neighbors' dogs. And he has a couple more dogs of his own. So he shows up with this huge dog park belt thing. It's like a tool belt, but he has leashes in there. He has treats in there. He has this special pooper scooper thing in there. He shows up decked out dog dad. Shows up with his six dogs and the party starts. Everybody knows when Brad shows up because he runs this place. He invented the be there every Saturday at 1130. It's his time. He runs this place, okay? He brings other people's dogs and he knows every single dog that comes to the dog park. He knows them by the dog's name and he knows the people by the dog's name. So I am not Haley. I am Peach's mom. Brad, as his position on the food chain, he does not care to know anybody's first name. That's kind of a thing in the dog world. You are Peach's mom, Peach's dad, Murphy's dad, whatever. You're not your first name. You don't matter. Your identity is your dog, okay? He also comes, he brings water for all the dogs. So he brings one of those big, like multiple gallon 
things of water, even like a cooler sometimes. He brings different dishes. He comes in like he's camping. He ha comes in with all his supplies and all his dogs and he lays everything out on the grass. He brings the water. He brings extra balls for other dogs. He brings extra leashes. He brings this special poop picker upper thing that you can use so you don't have to use your hands. And he stands around in the dead center and just talks about everything dog related. Says hi to all the dogs. He is the ringleader. Everybody knows Brad. The party doesn't start till Brad comes. He runs the place. Okay, so that's that's the highest on the food chain person. The second category, our second character type of person is the followers. Okay, every ringleader, every cult leader has devoted followers and Brad has devoted followers. Just like high school, it's people trying to get in the in crowd. You want to be in Brad's inner circle. Okay, it's very, very important to you to have that status at the dog park. So these people try to do whatever they can to boost their status. Some guys will bring or some people will bring like boxes of donuts for the group as they're sitting around chatting. Some people will help the burden of bringing the water for the dogs, bringing extra water bottles. They try to be extra personal and they learn people's first names too, not just the dog's names. They're there on time every week. They're consistent so they can keep bringing their face up. They can keep you know, establishing their presence there, that they're regulars, that they deserve to be in the in crowd. A lot of them will bring lawn chairs, bring blankets. They set up shop and they all sit in this, not circle, but in this kind of clump in the middle. They give the ringleader his crown. They give Brad his crown. And they are, these people are such characters. Oh my gosh, we have so many stories about them. They will be the ones that they kind of treat dogs as if they're humans and they will play with the dogs. They'll run around with them. They'll roll around in the grass. They will play with the dogs as if they themselves are the dogs. They'll do everything they can to remember everything about Brad and his dogs. You got to know Murphy's medication schedule. You got to know this golden retriever. I don't know the golden retriever's name, but you got to know what's up with the golden retriever, what that dog likes to eat to make it so, 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 so fat. You got to know when it's appropriate and how it's appropriate to throw the ball. You can't just pick up and throw the ball. It has to be the right time, the right scenario. So you learn all of the ins and outs of the in crowd and that's the ringleader, his followers, that's what's going on. They are talking all things dogs 24-7. Oh, I got a new groomer. They're so much better than my old groomer. I found this treat that my dog loves. You guys, I gave my dogs pumpkin this week. Destroyed their stomach. Absolutely do not do that. The conversation does not stray for like two hours outside of dogs. People don't know each other by the first name. They just know which dog they bring and that they're XYZ's mom, XYZ's dad. And they talk all things dogs for the whole two hours and then they leave. It is so interesting. Okay, so our third category is the regulars who are here for their dog. That is where Avery and I fall into. That's us. We come every Saturday because our dog loves it and we honestly love the tea. <laughs> we love the entertainment of the other people. We don't sit in the middle and talk. We don't really know a lot of the people's names or the dog's names. We just walk around the track 
A lot of dog parks will have a little walking path for the humans. We like to walk around, get our exercise. We say hi to the other dogs that we know, that we might know by name. We like to pet all the dogs who come up to us. We make small talk with the other people. Sometimes if we're near someone on the track, we'll make small talk with them, tell them that their dog is so cute, talk to them about whatever. It's usually the conversation goes, oh, who's this? Oh, Buster. Buster is so cute. How old is he? Oh, yeah. What kind of dog is he? Oh, awesome. Yeah, he is so cute. Yeah, this is Peach. Peach is four. Well, she'll be four in July. And you kind of talk on behalf of your dog. But again, the conversation never strays off of dogs. Never, ever, ever. So we're just the regulars that are here for their dog. We walk around the track. We say hi to the other dogs. Um, We don't really get involved in the hierarchy or the ringleader status. We don't go in the middle. The middle is for the people who are trying to climb the food chain and achieve dog park status. We are there for the exercise, for our dog to just have fun, get our energy out. We typically have more well-behaved dogs that stay by us. Peach walks around the track with us and then greets other dogs intermittently and we just keep to ourselves. We don't always come at the same time every week. We just kind of have our routine and keep to ourselves. But people start to know Peach. They start to know us because we're there every week. That's the regulars. So the category three regulars, we don't have a lot to add, but we don't have a lot to take away. We're just kind of there. I like to think of us as the observers, kind of like Jim from The Office. His job is to be the reasoning ear and he just spends a lot of time looking at the camera and being like are you seeing this this is crazy that's the regulars that's kind of what we do is we just observe we don't add we don't take away and we are just like wow is this really happening this is a dog park really is this is this fight right now really happening category number four we have the social hours people So this is a very distinct category. At every dog park, you'll find some of these. There's a few different types of people here. There's the group of people that bring 10 people and one dog, and they all stand in a clump, and they're just there because they want to go to the dog park. Together, one person has a dog, and they want to just hang out, talk, have social hour, 10 people, one dog. There's also the people who don't bring a dog, They just want to pet all the other dogs, which Avery and I used to be that person before we had a dog. So absolutely no shame. Or there's the people who they bring their kids thinking it's going to be a really good way to um, dog familiarize their kids. Maybe they don't have a dog at home and they want their kids to get used to dogs. My two cents is that is a bad idea unless the kid is a little bit older, a little bit taller and can stand their own. A lot of dogs at the dog park will jump up on kids. They love kids because they're lower to the ground, closer to their eye level. Lick them in the face. You end up with a lot of kids falling to the ground, bonking their head. A lot of tears, a lot of crying, skinned knees. The dog park is a little bit more of a rough time. The dogs are more hyper and more excited. They're running up to people. It is not the time to be gentle. And dog owners are not responsible for their dog not scaring your kid or for their dog not licking your baby. That's just, it's the dog park is not the place. If you bring kids to the dog park, 
do so at your own discretion. So that's the social hours people. The in crowd doesn't really like the social hours. They take away from the vibe. They're always causing problems. They're not there for the real reasons. It's like on The Bachelor how you have to be here for the right reasons, okay? You have to be at the dog park for the right reasons. The in crowd hierarchy of the food chain people, categories one and two, they really look down on the social hours people, unfortunately. There's a lot of like, and weird stares and what are they doing here? You know, they're not one of us. Why are they here? Okay, category number five of characters of humans of the dog park is the should be banned. These people have the worst dogs. They are so poorly behaved. They do not follow any of the etiquette. Usually they just plop down on one of the benches. They scroll their phones. Their dogs run rampant. Their dogs are very aggressive. They either bark nonstop. Think like a little rat dog named Bella. (laughs) You know, white rat dog named Bella. You know what I'm talking about. They just bark nonstop or super annoying. They hump everything. For some reason, our dog Peach is the most humpable dog at the dog park. Everybody loves to hump her. And she's been really good at telling the other dogs no and snarling at them when they do. But some dogs are a lot bigger than her and really aggressive. And some people just sit on the couch and scroll TikTok, not the couch, the bench, and scroll TikTok while their dog is humping everything in sight. A lot of these dogs will hurt or attack other dogs. Peach has been attacked And it's pretty scary and the dog being attacked will get pretty hurt and the should be banned person doesn't care, doesn't notice. They obviously don't pick up their dog's poop. They are the worst. They're super annoying. They have zero etiquette and they are should be banned. Now, something that's very interesting is the food chain people, categories one and two, the hierarchy people, they will try to train these people. So one thing that you'll learn about dog training is it's not dog training, it's human training. Peach used to be a lot more well-behaved until we moved home to Utah because Avery and I are very consistent about our training with her, but when we're back with family and friends and people who aren't strict about our training regimen, they give her a free pass on the rules. Dogs are very black and white. It's either this rule all the time or never. So, Her obedience has really waned since being back in Utah. It's something we have a hard time controlling because we can't control the people she interacts with. But the hierarchy food chain people will actually try to bring these should be banned people into the fold. They do the Good Samaritan Act. Oh, let me help you. Let me show you how it's done. We have a lady at our dog park. She is quite a character. She's like, I swear, like 6'5". She's so tall. She's skin and bones. And she has one of those like healer, skinny, medium sized dogs. And she races around the dog park, but she's in with the regular crowd, but she's got to be exercising. And she loves to bring people in the fold. She teaches them, you need to do this with your dog. Here's the dog park etiquette. You need to be a helicopter parent. And they help these should be banned people to get with the program. They help these should be banned people to learn the dog park etiquette, learn the rules. And the nice thing about this is these food chain people who take it very seriously, they hone in on the should be banned and one of two things happen. Either the should be banned person gets super offended and annoyed that everyone's correcting them on their dog parenting and they leave and they never come back, which is great. Or they learn and they wanna be on the in crowd 
and they actually get it together. They start taking their dog to training. It's so funny. They go to wherever the hierarchy people recommends for training. They really become part of it. And then they are up on the wannabe in the in crowd category, trying to climb the food chain themselves. So we have this guy who comes to the dog park. He started coming probably back in July or August of last year. And the first time he came, he had this rescue dog. And this guy, I swear, is like 70. He has a super long beard. He kind of looks like a rougher crowd type of person. He brought his dog and his dog was a menace. He was a disaster. He was biting onto other dogs' legs, wouldn't let them go. And the food chain people really honed in on him. They started giving him all this advice and telling him what he should do. And he took the advice to heart. And now Louie is a great dog. And this guy is one of Louie's dad. I don't know his name. Is one of the highest members of the food chain at the dog park. An amazing rags to riches story. If you ask me. Our last category of characters to set the stage for humans of the dog park is the scaredy cats. These people are the opposite of the should be banned, not in the right way. They're they're scared of everything. So they come into the dog park and they don't take their dog off leash. Please, 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 if you are a dog owner, take your dog off leash at the dog park. It actually makes your dog way more aggressive and pulling on the leash because they don't understand that leash is work time. They associate the leash with just like being outside and playing. And so they learn to pull on the leash and bark while on the leash. Anyways, they keep their dog on the leash. They treat it just like a regular park with a track around it. They're walking around. They're really timid. Anytime another dog comes up to their dog, they scoop the dog up. This is someone who also might own a little white rat dog named Bella, but on the other end of the spectrum, they are an overprotective dog parent and don't don't really know the language of dogs. They can't tell the difference between like roughhousing and aggression. Their dog isn't really allowed to play. So they're at the dog park, but they're not engaging in the dog park. They're scared of everybody and everything. So it's really great when the should-be band and the scaredy cats come into contact <laughs> and a should-be band dog is just tormenting a scaredy cat, human, and dog. And the scaredy cat is freaking out. They're so upset. And the should-be band is just on their phone. That's when fights start. Dogs fight. Dogs have their food chain. Humans of the dog park do as well. And often fights will break out. Either... A dog is being over aggressive or a dog is being a normal dog and a scaredy cat doesn't like it. Someone is trying to climb the food chain and their dog is embarrassing them. That's not a good move. Um, A lot of fights at the dog park will break out. Yelling, screaming, even throwing fists. We've seen quite a few times. It gets pretty dramatic. So the dogs get in a tussle. The humans get in the tussle. It is just, it's comedy gold. Every single week, we love to see what's going to happen. Who's going to bring the donuts? Who's going to try and climb the food chain? Who's Brad bringing this time? Is his super old and fat golden retriever still alive? Who is new to the dog park and going to quickly learn the human social hierarchy and going to try and climb the ladder? What social hours are going to come and get all kinds of scorns and stares and judgmental looks from 
the food chain people, um, what should be bans are going to come and what is going to happen when a should be ban comes. Are they going to get offended and leave and never come back? Are they going to try to join the cult themselves because they're getting thrown into the world of dog owning, dog parenting? Every week it is a thrill. So yeah, this is my pitch for this to be made a show. Please, NBC, Netflix, Hulu, anybody, let me know. I'll give you the rights for free. We would love to see Humans of the Dog Park become a show. So there you have it. That is your explanation and introduction of Humans of the Dog Park, the food chain of the humans themselves. Every week, it's so exciting to see what's going to happen. I already can't wait till next week to see what drama is going to play out. If you ever want a dog to borrow or just show up to the dog park, please do. Doesn't matter where you are, where you live, what dog park you go to. I guarantee you'll find these six categories of people or characters of the show and you'll be able to see exactly what I'm talking about. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'd always love to hear your feedback. Love to hear what you think. If you haven't already, would appreciate it so much. If you could give the podcast a rating and a review, hit a subscribe. And what helps the most is if you share it with a friend, share it with somebody and help the audience grow. It would mean the world to me. So thank you again for listening and we will catch you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to I Don't Care, I Love It. You can catch a new episode every Wednesday. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And if you like this episode, we'd appreciate it so much if you could give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to this episode. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. A five, one, three, two, stop.